As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Aspects of Writing with your host, James Kelly. Now, let's get right. Here's your host, James Kelly. Welcome to Aspects of Writing. James Kelly is off today. My name is Cynthia Lee DeBoer, and I am co-hosting with Temple Kenyon. Hi. Today, our guests are Susan Johnson, Annette Bentley-Smith, and Lynn M. Ross. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Hi, thank you so much for having us. Well, thanks for joining us. We love having everyone all together on Zoom today. Um, we're going to start with Susan Johnson. Uh, Susan, you are a nonfiction writer, and your book is called Some Dreams Are Worth Keeping, a memoir of my bipolar journey. And you are one of the authors on 1 million books in 100days.com. So we did a little research on the three of you, and uh, Susie, we have uh, found that one of your five-star reviews for this book says, this book woke me up to the struggles that those with bipolar disorder go through. It is rare to get a real glimpse into someone's head and their thought processes. So that's a great review. So before we dive into your book, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I think that it's important that you know that I have bipolar disorder since that is what the book is written about. And if you're not familiar with what bipolar disorder is, it's a chemical imbalance in the brain, which causes euphoric highs known as manias and devastating lows to the point of suicide. And it's treated uh, with medication. So that's a little bit about bipolar disorder. Okay. And so... What, why did you choose this particular title for your book? Um, it kind of was a spiritual thing, and it kind of came in a gentle whisper. And yes, I was taking my medication um, when it came to me, and it just <laughs> it just fit the story that I that I wrote. Okay, so how did you come to the decision to write this tell-all style book? The book was a healing journey for me because I've been through so much trauma and I was having flashbacks and I decided that I needed to get my thoughts on paper, which I did. And the book was just for my eyes only. But when I finished it after six years of writing, I decided that it might be able to help someone. So I decided to go public with it. Great. Well, I'm glad you did. It's a great book. 
Thank you. So do you have a specific message for your readers that you want to share today? Um, I want people to know if they're struggling, if a loved one is struggling, that there is hope and there is help and to dream big. We'll be back to you a little later at the end of the show. We've got some uh, fun little surprises for the three of you at the end. So um, I'll go ahead and turn it over to Cynthia. Our next guest is Annette Bentley-Smith, and she is showcasing two of her children's books on 1 million books in 100 days.com. This first one is Naira's Bully, and the second one is Sam and Mel, A Horse Story. Both of these books, like I said, are available on 1 million books in 100 days, and we do have a five-star review for Naira's Bully. It talks about the ways to beat a bully without fighting them. The pictures are also great and full of color. I think this book will definitely help children and even adults on how to handle a bully, signs that a child is being bullied, and how to be a friend. I think this is an excellent, excellent review, and it really does tick all the boxes. You have vibrant colors. Everything looks great in this book. It's very friendly. I think that, you know, it just, it's so eye-catching that I, I know everybody would, would really love this book. And um, I'd like to know what prompted you to write a book on bullying. Was it a personal journey or how did that come about? Well, Naira's Bully was inspired actually by one of my close friends, uh, her daughter, uh, back in 2016. Uh, she was in first grade at the time, and she was bullied. She was actually lured into the bathroom at school and was physically assaulted by a fifth grader. So that, you know, that was somebody oh. four grades higher uh, than she was. And the, the ending results wasn't good. So I decided to write a book, and, and I actually um, turned her bully into a friend. Oh, that's wonderful. That's, that's really good that, that you were able to do that. I mean, it, it is tragic that anybody is bullied. I mean, we've all had people tease, but bullying is definitely a, a definite step in the wrong direction for sure. Um, what was the most surprising or heartwarming reactions that you've received on either one of your books? Something that really stood out to you that, that, you know, a lot of times we'll get reviews or people say something and it's like, wow, that, that really touches me. Well, actually, it's something very common. It's that I, that, you know, people mostly get from their books. And it's just that um, the main characters of both books were so ecstatic to see themselves as characters in a book. That was the most <laughs> heartwarming reaction that I got. I mean, they were so, I mean, the, the um, horse story book is actually my granddaughter. So of course she, you know, <laughs> she was really happy to see herself as a character on the book. And then um, my, my little young friend, um, after what happened to her and to see that she didn't, she could see herself on the book and, after reading the story, she didn't have to carry around hate or anything for what had happened to her that, you know, she could actually forgive. 
and see herself forgiving in that book was 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 very heartwarming and touching for me. Well, that definitely is a blessing to both of those people because you know you've turned a negative into a positive for your friend and then your granddaughter. I mean, how super is that to have grandma basically elevate you to stardom in a book? That's that's excellent. That's excellent. Um, we mentioned how brilliant your covers are. Now, was this your idea or did it come from a collaboration with your illustrator? How did that come about? Well, as for the bullying book, he was actually a friend of the family. I didn't know him. Um, when I, on my Facebook page, I posted that I was, my next book was going to be about bullying. So he reached out to me and asked if he could do just an illustration, just the character of the little girl. And then once I received the illustration, I liked his style. So we collaborated together on the rest of the book. Um, and of course, you know, like I said, the whole story book was inspired by my granddaughter. And she actually had a real relationship with a horse named Sam. Um, he was, Sam was very, very fond of her. Her dad used to take care of horses. And the two of them had this unique bond and so um, I used a, um, I don't know if any of you have heard of Fiverr.com where everything starts at $5. <laughs> um, it's, it's a website. Yeah. yeah, it's a website that you can go on. And so after sifting through hundreds of illustrators, um, I found one that I thought would be excellent for this particular book. Well, that's good to know. And I, I do know a lot of people have had a great success using Fiverr. So it, it's good to hear another, another great review. And I know a lot of people when they do go there, they do check out reviews just to make sure that the people they're going to, you know, address or even contact are, are reputable. So that's good to know. Thank you very much. And please stick around for the end. We do have a final little question for everyone. And hopefully it'll be a fun thing. And, and uh, I'm going to turn it back over to Temple. Well, Joy Lynn M. Ross, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks again for coming. <laughs> so Joy Lynn, you are a multi-genre author. And um, one of the books that we want to um, ask you about today is act like an author think like a business and there's the cover very very nice and you're also one of our 1 million books in 100days.com authors um so we dug around and got a five star review for you too and when i say dig around i don't mean that they were hard to find you guys have wonderful <laughs> five star reviews on your book it was really hard to pick which one because they were also great so Okay, so Joy Lynn, um, I really enjoyed this literary resource and started implementing many of the strategies suggested before I was even halfway through the book. I recommend this to authors that are in any stage of their writing career, whether a novice or a veteran. What a, what a review. Mm -hmm. So before we dive into the book part, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm Joylyn M. Ross, writing as best-selling author E. Enjoy, and a few other names. Um, I'm the CEO 
and founder of Path to Publishing, an author assistant and literary service provider company. I've written under several names and multiple genres in my over 22-year literary industry career. Um, but now my main focus is helping others with a story to tell, a testimony to share, or a message to deliver to do just that. And I do so not only through Path to Publishing, but also through literary consulting, as a publishing coach, and as a literary educator. Wow. Glad we met. <laughs> no, I heard about before I met before I met you years ago, before I was ever even published. So, um, so as a writer, what prompted you to write about the business side of being an author? Okay, five things, and I'll keep them short and sweet. <laughs> um, one, I got tired of people thinking and actually believing that you can't make money as a writer. Two, um, that they've done everything within their power to make money as a writer. Um, three, um, that the reason why you write is the same answer as the reason why you publish, sell, and share. It's not three different thought processes. Why you write, why you publish, why you share and sell, three different thought processes. Um, and to shatter the myth that making money with your writing shouldn't even be an option. That um, the humble and noble thing to say is that I would write whether I got paid or not, or I would write whether I made money or not. And then lastly, um, to confirm and affirm that writing can be your love, it can be your passion, it can be your hobby, it can even be your ministry, but publishing is a business. And while we may want to go into business to save the world with our messages, it costs money to move a message. And that is the business side of writing and publishing. Notice how we're all nodding. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all can, uh, I think we can all relate to that message. So, um, so you are a multi-genre author. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the books you have on 1 million books in 100 days.com? I have one of them, your poetry book, which I actually have snuck into a couple times through some videos. So it's really good. Um, but you have other books too. So go ahead and, and let us know what else you've shared out there. Well, like you just showed, I have poetry world on my shoulders. Um, I also have my children's book, the secret Olivia told me. That's written under the name Enjoy. Um, it received an American Library Association Coretta Scott King honor for the illustrations. Scholastic Books acquired the book club rights, and to date it has sold over 100,000 copies. Um, might I add, with World on My Shoulders, that's written under the name Joylyn Jostle. I said I've written under a bunch of names here, so that's written under the name Joylyn Jostle. Uh, let's see, what else do I have on 1 million books in 100 days? I have my Christian fiction. Um, and you call yourself a Christian, lady of the house, 
and more than I can bear. And my Christian fiction is written under the name E period, N period joy. That stands for everybody needs joy. <laughs> and what else do I have on there? Oh, okay. My urban lit. I have my urban lit dollar bill, which is written under the name joy, J-O-Y. And um, it was actually translated to Japanese and it was featured in Newsweek. So, <laughs> like I said, several genres and every genre has its own name. So sometimes when I'm autographing a book and I have no idea what to sign, sometimes I'm like, who am I? <laughs> who am I today? I have to turn it over and look at the cover. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, do you, out of all those genres, do you have a favorite genre? Yes, I do. Children's books. For one. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Children's books have, I mean, the, the, the shelf, the shelf life is like a lifetime. And secondly, because I get the opportunity to make an impact with my writing while people are young. You know, my grown-up books, my adult books, yeah, they have messages in there. But when you can get the children when they're so young and, and open and vulnerable, um, it, it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing feeling. The secret Olivia told me, it's about good secrets and bad secrets. And so the dialogue it has created, the testimonies I've received of the stories children have revealed to their parents after that bedtime story about good secrets and bad secrets, it has been, it's been phenomenal. And so, you know, even though the book is old industry standards, it still is making such a great impact. So that's, probably hands down one of my favorite genres to write in. That's great. That's, I agree. That's great. So Cynthia. <laughs> Cynthia is a multi-genre author as well. <laughs> so that kind of parlays into me asking about your books on yeah. 1 million books and 100 days.com. Well, I've written since I was in eighth grade and I've always loved it, but um, you know, I've got three books on, on 1 million books and 100 days.com. This first one is me, myself and I, and that's EYE, and it is about the realities of living with a prosthetic eye, which I've had since I was 17. And I wrote that because I wanted people to not have to go through the confusion and the search and all of that. I mean, I, you know, it talks about even phantom pain, which is something a lot of people don't really realize, but it's very real pain that your, your mind makes up when you lose a part of your body or an organ, in my case, which is an eye. So 
for me, that was really important to get that information out. I did a lot of talks to low vision groups and other disability places, and everybody wanted to know how to keep their spirits up, which led to book two, which is Freedom from Depression, No Matter What Your Disability May Be. And it is a five-part book that actually has a section in there for us to find out just truly how special we are. Because, you know, I can sit here and go, Temple is the wonderfulest person on the planet. But then when we look to ourselves, we're like, yeah, I'm okay. So I really wanted it to be a place where people could not build conceit, but confidence in who they were, no matter what, you know, their disability or their challenges might be. Um, the third book, which just came out in 2019, is a children's book, and it's Jimmy's Magic Turtle, and this was written, um, it's a story that my sister and I basically shared as kids. We had a pet turtle, and we always wondered what happened when his legs and tail and head would go inside. It's like, what the heck is he doing in there? So that, to me, was really important. It was written to basically celebrate my nephew's short life. And a section of that money also goes to the Marfan Foundation, which is what he passed from. And he was only a day old. So this, that one was really um, important to me. And it was written over 20 years ago. Just couldn't connect with the right illustrator. And finally, I found Carolyn Euler, who just, we clicked on everything. And I absolutely love it. There's a little song in the back. There's a um, searching thing so the kids can check out what's the difference between this page and this page. So it just really means a lot to me. Um, I just, I love writing and I just think that anytime that we can help, entertain, educate, it's, it's what we need to do. And I absolutely love that. I've written for years. I had a, my own little kind of short story blog, which is still on my personal site. So there's, there's a lot that I love to do. And um, I just feel very blessed every day to be able to do that. And Miss Temple, <laughs> can you tell us about you? <laughs> sure. Uh, my book out on 1 million books in 100 days.com is called The Button Boxes. And it is my first book. And um, it's about Andy, who receives some old wooden boxes with some old buttons in them for his 12th birthday from his grandma Lois. And seeing as he is such a typical 12-year-old boy and loves football and his friends and video games, he thinks this is kind of a crazy thing for his grandma <laughs> to give him for his birthday. And she tells him that these buttons have stories to tell him about his family, his roots, his history. And all he has to do is sleep with them and they'll reveal these stories that are, that are very important to their family. And he's like, yeah, you're crazy. Who sleeps with buttons? And so he has this internal struggle um, because he really loves his grandma. He's got a very close relationship with his grandma Lois. So either out of guilt or out of curiosity, he does inspect the buttons. And um, we find out whether the buttons have anything to say or not. And then later on in the story, when Lois is struck down with a um, unknown illness and rushed to the hospital, um, Andy is put in a position all basically all by himself trying to figure out if he's the one that can save her and if the buttons are part of this or if it's too late. So it was wow. written for middle grade, um, like maybe eight to 13 years old, kind of in there. 
Um, but I've had feedback where people read it to kids that are a little younger for their bedtime stories, which is very endearing because I, I actually did kind of envision it to be a bedtime story kind of book. Um, and of course, a lot of my readers are adults too. So it's basically for everybody. It's a nice escape book, uh, especially when we have so much fun stuff going on out in the real world. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a nice escapism book. So I've wanted to be a writer forever. Um, and I finally just jumped in and like Susie, some dreams are worth keeping. And I kept that dream and finally got to, to pursue it. And I do write for a, um, magazine out of, um, it's out of, it's a regional magazine, but you can get it online. It's called Home and Harvest. And, um, I'm working on my dad's memoir. That would be my next book, which hopefully will be out soon. Maybe first of next year, maybe. And then, of course, I'll dive into more button box adventures with Andy and Lois. So um, writing has always been a dream of mine. And I think I've known Susie for a while. So I think when she pursued her dream by writing her book, um, that really did help sort of open my eyes. And what a wonderful group of, of writers we have today, because you guys have pursued your dreams too. So all very inspirational and I will take your stories with me, um, you know, to continue my writing journey. So, so now we have a little fun going on. <laughs> we, uh -oh. we, came, <laughs> um, we came up with a question for each of you. So I'll start with Susie. Um, we know you have a special writing partner. So can you tell listeners about how, um, how she helps you with your writing process? Yes, my writing partner has whisker, whiskers and a tail and blue eyes. And she is very, of course, sorry, a plane's going by. The only, you know, only during an interview would a plane be going by. But anyways, she is my comfort and my companion when I'm writing. I also write blogs for a magazine, for a mental health magazine. And she's just such an inspiration and a comfort to have on the desk. So we always have to talk about Angel Ann when it comes to interviews. Does she lay on your keyboard? No, she lays like there's a little spot on the desk just for her to the left. And she meows in order to come up. I have to pick her up at 13, you know, because she's too lazy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've met Angel Ann, by the way. And, oh, she's a cutie. <laughs> she's awesome. Okay, Annette, your turn. Do you there have when she any quirky writing? <laughs> I'm sorry. Repeat that. Do you have any quirky writing habits that you want to share with us? <laughs> um, hmm. I still like to write with um, some people, I guess because we're in such a technological age, people can uh, type their books up, you know, with on their tablets, on their computer. I still use pen and paper. I know it's probably like double. Wow double duty <laughs> or whatever, but um, I still use pen and paper um, before I type up my story because that way I can edit and I can go back and pick it up, put it down, wait a month, whatever, but I still use pen and paper. 
I love that. You yeah. think it stays in your mind better when you write it first instead of just diving into typing it? It does. I have, I always say I have a mental filing cabinet. <laughs> I store things for the longest because I'm inspired by, I have a wild imagination and I'm inspired by anything and everything that I see. And I will, if I don't care if it's a receipt in the car, I'll write it down on that piece of receipt if I'm inspired by something while I'm out writing or whatever. But I just love that pencil and notebook paper for some reason. It just feels real. It just, I don't know, it just does something to me. <laughs> and then I type it up. <laughs> well, there's something that I notice though, sincerely, if, if I type something on the computer, I will read through it and it seems fine. But then when I print it out, you can actually see a printed copy of it. That's when you really pick up your mistakes. So what you're doing, I think is fantastic. That's yeah. really a good idea. Thank and you. there is nothing better than a nice pen that goes smooth on that paper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. It has to be the perfect pen. <laughs> right. <laughs> it does. We can all relate. So Joylyn, let's ask you your question. Do you have a favorite quote that you'd like to share? I do. Um, we often hear that you have to be passionate about writing if you want to publish a book or that you have to love writing. You better love writing in order to get in this business or to, to, to publish a book. And that's not true. Um, you don't have to be passionate about writing or you don't have to love writing. As a matter of fact, you don't even have to write. There's resources out here now. You don't even have to write, let alone be passionate about writing and love writing. It's the result and the impact your story, your testimony, um, your message will have that you have to love and that you have to be passionate about. There's, like I said, there's resources. There's ghostwriters, there's editors, there's book coaches. And so again, that whole myth about you have to love writing, I, I like to dispel it with, with the quote that I have. And that is that you don't have to be a writer to be the author of your own story. Oh, that's excellent. That's great. I'm going to write that down and put it on my wall. That's awesome. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I want to thank all of you ladies for joining us today. And I would like to take this opportunity to say a little bit about the unique opportunity that we're all involved in, which is 1 million books in 100 days. It's a super place for indie authors to really be showcased. I mean, we can get lost on other of the major, you know, places where you can go buy books. So this is really special for us. And um, it's also the double benefit is that we get to help out a few charities because a dollar from every one of our books that's sold is donated to two charities one of which is the Three Square Food Bank, and the other is the, the Society of St. Stephen's for the Homeless. And these are both great, great places to be able to
help out others that are in, in need. I mean, I don't think there's any of us that can sit here and say they're having a, a time in our lives when we could use a little extra help. And many of us were lucky enough to be able to get that from friends or family, but there's a lot of people out there that don't have that. And being able to be a part of this and to help out is just very, very special. We're all passionate people. We have to be to, to be authors. And this is just another great way of, of sharing that passion and helping someone else, you know, along the way. Now, for more information on all of our authors, you can go to sharedspacetocreate.com. Now, there you're going to find not only our wonderful pictures, but also a little bio about us. And there is also a link to 1 million books in 100 days.com. Now, I also want to thank our wonderful creator and host, James Kelly. This is his brainchild, and he has worked endlessly to help us all make a success. And he is an amazing author himself, who is multi-genre as well. And um, I would like to say, again, thank you, ladies, for joining us. And I would like to close with... James is saying that he closes with every show, and it is. If you can dream it, you can write it. So bye for now, and please join us at 1millionbooksfor100days.com. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to Aspects of Writing. We hope you will join us next week as we discuss every aspect of the writing industry. Until then, if you can dream it, you can write it. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.